had endured much suffering under the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but instead grew worse. She had heard the reports concerning Jesus, and she came up behind him in the throng and touched his garment. For she kept saying, if I only touch his garments, I shall be restored to health. And immediately her flow of blood was dried up at the source. And suddenly she felt in her body that she was healed of her distressing ailment. And Jesus recognizing in him that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around immediately in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And the disciples kept saying to him, you see the crowd pressing hard around you from all sides? And you ask, who touched me? Still he kept looking around to see her who had done it. But the woman knowing who had been, what had been done for her, though alarmed and frightened and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in me springing from faith in God, has restored you to health. Go in into peace and be continually healed and freed from your distressing bodily disease. Again, I ask, what are you doing with the heard word? In Romans 10 and 17, it says this. So faith comes by hearing what is told. And what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. In the Message Bible, it says this. The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. So we go back and we're going to unpack this story and it starts out the point at Mark 20, I mean, Mark 5 and 27, it says this. It starts out when she heard of Jesus. Now, we're, we're talking about this woman that, that had this issue of blood, and she went to all doctors, and no one could heal her. There was all kind of advice, and none of these things was changing the issue that was going on in her life. You know, we all have issues. Somebody says, I ain't got no issues. Yes, you do. We all have issues. Even the very fact that you went, I ain't got no. <laughs> we all have issues, okay? We all have issues in our lives that there are these places that we want to be delivered from that thing, that that thing, if it's just your mouth, if it's just your attitude, if, 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 if it's just the way you think, there's these places in our mind that, and in our heart that we know, you know, everything else can be all right, but when you touch that, when you go there, then the peace leaves, then, 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 then the right attitude leaves, then the Christ-like response Leaves, because we all got issues, and issues show up. You know, like sometimes I've hit myself. I've been walking along. Have you ever done this? And I'm very easy to bruise. I don't know if anybody in here is like that, but my skin is very easy to bruise. But I can be walking along, and I might have hit myself, and it hurt that moment. But 
you know, as the day goes on, I don't think no more about it until what? Until I hit it again or touch it. And you go, wait, wait a minute. Have you ever done that? And you just look and you go, wait, there's a bruise. Where'd that come from? And we forget that we've been hit. I want to say that again. We forget that we've been hit. And sometimes we think we have no issues and we forget that we've been hit. And some of us have been hit, hit from childhood. Some of us have been hit as toddlers, teenagers, adults. We've been hit in some area of our life, but we've kept on going, going, going. And it, we're looking pretty good. We're looking like we, we got things going on until what? We get hit and touched in that area, and all of a sudden, and we go, "What? I didn't even what? I didn't even know that that hit me so hard." Well, God wants us to know this morning that this woman she had been hit with the issue of blood, and this issue of blood, while well, she was bleeding for twelve years, it made her weak. With which issues in our life? They make us weak. We have a weak area wherever that issue, because it's draining us. It's draining us. And sometimes we don't even realize how drained we are until that thing is touched. But it says this, what got her out, what is important right now to me is she had been everywhere. And physicians, and no answer, no solution. And so I wondered what got her out of her home that day what made her leave her house what made her go after Jesus well the answer is that it says that she heard right she had heard of Jesus she had heard the reports of Je- so she she just now we're not saying that Jesus came to her house and talked to her. I want y'all to get there's an important point today. We're not saying that Jesus came and knocked on her door and said, you know what? I can heal you. No. It says she heard the reports. And the reports came from other people. Now I want to rest on that point because a lot of testimony has been lost in the house of God. And because testimonies are lost in the house of God, people are not hearing the reports of what God can do. And the reports of what God can do is what draws people out of their places of stuck and hurt because they hear what God has done through you to you and for you. And it makes them want God to do it for them. Don't, devalue your testimony. I, God really wants us to know that. Don't devalue. A lot of times we, we think everybody knows. They know what I did. They know what my marriage went through. They know what my health went And so we just stop telling our testimony. But remember, it, the testimony is beyond these walls. The testimony is to be taken to your job. The testimony is to be taken to, to the places that you go, the person in the store. That your testimony is to be taken out so that people can hear the report and that draws them out to want to find Jesus. So it says, when she heard of Jesus, in 5 and 27, it says, when she heard. Now, now 
the reports had to be so amazing. You know, they're just not any old kind of report, right? And they had to have been told with such excitement and su- such a, uh, God did this for me. Can I tell you what God did? It was not passive. It was not nonchalant. It was like not some old report that's old to you, and now you're trying to tell it only to somebody else. But it was a report that was full of passions, full of love, full of excitement. See what the Lord has done that caused her to come and see what the Lord had done. And not only did she come and see, but it caused her to come in and it says, and press behind and touch his garment. When Jesus is near you guys, we need to seek him. And this might occur during prayer, like this morning. Jesus was here. And we need to seek him. And I want, I'm asking again, what are you doing with the heard word? Sometimes we can be more interested in the orange sweater Sister Kanisha is wearing than the heard word. Sometimes her hair is really curly. Ooh, mm, yeah, that's a cool style. Than the heard word. Sometimes we're interested in her little accent that's beautiful to me. Y'all might not hear it, but I hear it. Her little accent that's beautiful, and we get caught up in everything but the word. And so by the time she ends her prayer, if someone was to come back and say, what did she say? (laughs) What did you hear? What did we pray for? What did we uh, have faith for in her prayer? We're lost in the natural instead of the spiritual. When Jesus is near, whether it be through the word, whether it be when worship is going on, Jesus is near. And when we come into the house of the Lord, Jesus is near. And we can be like, I don't like that song. I wish they sing this song. I had another song on my heart. Oops, did you hear that? No. What, What word did you hear? What work? See, worship is not just singing. It's singing the word. And sometimes we can get caught up in the beat, the sway, the, the, the sound, the voice. But what about the word? You're not going to do anything until you get the word. Do you understand? Nothing's going to change in our life until we get the word. So when Jesus is near, we need to seek him out. We need to seek him in our prayer time. We need to seek him in our worship time. We need to seek him in the word time. In Hebrew, the word here is called Shema. And it it includes not just what's going through the organ of the ear, but it means to hear and to obey. So when God is saying hear, he's not just saying hear it in our ear. He's he's not just saying hear it in our thoughts, but our thoughts got to be married to our heart so that we're going to hear and we're going to obey. What are your thoughts about what you are hearing? This scripture impacts a lot when we read it because it said, she was thinking in, in different scriptures, it's going to say thinking or saying in different versions of the Bible. She was thinking to herself, if I can put a finger on his robe, I can get well. What are you thinking as the word is going forth? Pot roast in the oven. 
did I put it on 350 or 400? I hope we're going to get out of here early. I got I got some things to do with my family. Oh, my God, I hope she don't show up. What are we thinking when the word is going forth? What are we thinking that's interrupting and distracting the word of God, the heard word? You have to come in purposed to hear. Do you understand? You have to come wherever, wherever God you are, wherever if you're in the word, if you're in the prayer, if you're in, if, if, if you're in, in any part of the aspect, my ear has to be trained. And we got to train our ear to hear. You have to train your ear to hear because if you're not careful, we have an ear that's trained to what we like. Okay, Tra- there, I, I don't know how many uh, messages are. L- l- let me just say uh, music, worship music, uh, songs that because my ear had been trained to a certain style. Okay, had been trained to a certain beat that trained that when this worship came on, I just devalued it. But have you ever devalued a worship? And then later on in the midst of something you were going through, that same worship song came on and it began to speak to you. And you was like, is that the same song? It's the same song. But now my ear is ready to hear because now my ear sees the value of the word. <laughs> that's in that song instead of the, instead of the style that I like. God wants to know what are your thoughts about what you are hearing. And then the story, the story he's impacting and telling us a story that this woman, she was thinking. She wasn't, she could have thought all kinds of thoughts. First of all, she was considered unclean because she had this, uh, this issue of blood. So she could have been thinking, oh, my God. She said, I, I, can't really, I can't really go in here. Everybody's looking. You know how we do. Everybody's looking at me. Everybody's like, God, I'm unclean. I'm not worthy. She could have been thinking all kind of thoughts. But what her thought was, was if I... She put all that negative stuff that the enemy wanted to chatter in her ear. And she said, if I can just put, her thought was like, you know, me or on any day that I'd have seen all those people, you know, have you ever seen a throng of people? And you say, forget it. (laughs) He's not going to see me. He's not even going to notice me. Forget it. It's not even worth the, 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 the work, right? But she put away all those thoughts and her thought was just throng. It says that the throng was so much that there was a press on Jesus. There were so many people. And she just began to think instead of all, the, he's got all these people that's coming after. You know how we do? She's got all, oh, all these people are coming up and I can't get it. It's not for me. There's too many people. He, surely he's going to touch that one. Surely he's going to touch that, this one. I'm unclean. All those negative demeaning thoughts. She didn't do that. What she heard connected with her spirit. And instead of saying, he's not going to do it for me, she said, if he did it for them, he'll do it for me. Same God loves them, same God loves me. She didn't walk in that, that identity that says I'm nothing, but she heard something that made her just say, if I could just touch, she didn't even think I just got to be up in his face. 
You know how some of us, I just got to be in the face. <laughs> when the word comes, I got to be there. Do you know that some people run in churches to be on the front row and all these kind of things, but, but if, you just, if I just hear the word, if I could just hear the word, I don't have to be noticed. I don't have to be on the front seat. God will find me on the back row if I could just hear the word. She said, if I could just touch. What are your thoughts about what you are hearing? Kingdom thinking to the foolish should produce kingdom speaking. Okay. So as she thought, she spoke. I said, as she thought, she spoke. Now, remember, and, and remember, this goes whether you're doing kingdom keep thinking, world thinking, negative thinking. Or, as you think, so you speak. If, you're, if your negative thoughts will come out negative speech, come on. Your positive thoughts will come out positive speech. As you think, so you speak. All right. So if you're speaking negative, you know, sometimes we're speaking negative or or things that's not right. And we go, oops, my bag. I didn't mean that. Yes, you did. Out the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we need to really think about our thinking so our speaking can be correct. So as she was thinking, so she spoke. So she spoke and said she kept on saying. She kept, she just, as she was, she didn't let nothing derail her. As she was, was pressing through that crowd, she let nothing derail her. And she kept on saying, as she's pushing through and and eyes are on her. She's saying, if I could just, she stayed right there. She stayed pointed, focused. If I, and you guys, this morning, God is calling for us to stay focused, focused thinking and focus we are letting in this world today there are so many distractions and this ground of the house of the lord (laughs) is our training ground did y'all hear me it's our training ground. And what God wants us to get to, we can get focused. Sometime I'm sparring with Sam, and Sam's sparring with me. But if I don't look at Sam as my enemy, then I'm going to come out stronger because what it's supposed to do is to make, you know, have y'all been in boot camp, y'all been in those places where you have to spar with one another so that you can learn the on, the, how the enemy might come at you and you'll be prepared. God wants us to be prepared what are we doing with the hearing you know this morning it was and I've been saying this for a couple days there's been some things that I've been going through and I've been going like oh god why is it so hard have you ever said that have you ever said that well I've said it a couple times in my life but never have I gotten an answer like this you know because usually I just know you know God said you know in this world you should suffer (laughs) suffer you know I just repeat that back to myself but this time I said why god why is it so hard why is it so hard? And God said, Linda, why isn't it easy? I was like, what kind of answer is that? I mean, I really had to stop for a minute. Wendy, I was like, what kind of answer is that? I just asked you, why is it so hard? And you said, Linda, why isn't it so, why is it not easy? He said, because I've given you everything. 
I've given you everything that you need to conquer, to stand, and to have victory. It should be easy. The only reason that it's not easy is that you're not doing something I said. It's not that the circumstances are so hard. It's that you're not doing what I said to do. Because I've given you every, every, every victorious. I've given you the Holy Spirit, which is power to lead, to guide, to equip, to give you the ability to do. It's when I decide "Mm -mm, this is too hard for me to do. It's not that it's not there to do. It's too hard for me to do. You know, it's funny because I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a person that don't have too much patience, so I know that's why God deals with I don't have too much patience with things that I don't understand or can't do. So what I'm easy to do is, like, you get something, and my, my poor husband, trying, he'll say, Linda, this is what you do. You push the delete button, and you do this and do that, Control-Alt-Delete, and it's like 50 things he's saying at one time, and my mind is like... <laughs> All I want to do is type the paper. And then I go, forget it. Just do it, babe. Just do it. Now, it's not that the directions aren't there. (laughs) It's not that there's not a way to do what I need to do. It's just that I don't want to do it. I don't want to put in the work. I I I don't have patience with that. I just want something quick. And sometimes we're going through issues because we want something quick. We want God to hurry up and, and, and do something about this. Hurry up and do something about him. Hurry up and do something about that. And God is saying, no, there's no hurry up. I'm not going to do it. You're going to do it. I have given you everything that you need to have victory over the issues in your life. It's just how we're thinking and what we're saying and I always go oh this is so hard oh I don't want to do it oh okay but it's to be done and everything that God has given me to know how to do it sometimes we're just lazy sometimes we're just want somebody else to do it but as long as somebody else does it I will never get it right and when, the, and when Apostle's not home and I wouldn't do certain things and I can't get him on that phone <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm upset is because he tried to get it to me, but I said, you do it. And sometimes we're feeling like God's always present. Okay, he's always present. But sometimes like a good parent we stand back and our children are like, I can't, I can't tie my shoes, I can't. And after a while, you know, we start tying it, and then after a while, what do we do? We stand back, and we say, figure that out. I showed you how to do it. Figure it out. Figure it out. And sometimes we'll even leave the room. I've left my children in the room so they can figure it out. I've, I know I've taught them. I know that I showed them. I just left in the room. And they're just, ah, and it's not that they can't do it. And they'll cry and cry and cry. And I've seen my children cry and cry and cry. And then an hour later, because they want to come out the room and because they want to do something, they tie them shoes. And God, sometimes that's what we're going through right now in a season in our life. God is stepping back. And you're saying, it's so hard. And God said, no, it's easy. I've already showed you what to do. Your issue is is uh, the issue is in your mind is not in the fact that I haven't given you the tools to overcome it. So how what are you thinking about what you're hearing? And then 
in this chapter, we, we find God is asking us, what is your response? Because there should be an action performed or expressed when the word of God is received. There should be an action performed or expressed when the word of God is received. And it goes something beyond good word. Now, this is wonderful. You know how, how you can hear a word and go, oh, you know, have you ever deep, good word. Now, I'm not making fun of any of those things, okay? Because at that moment, that word is good. At that moment, that word is deep. But you're going to have to do something way more than holler deep and good word, okay? It's not going to sustain you just to say good word. Uh, there's, a, there's a war against the word of God, and you better know it. The thief comes to steal. And he comes to see, oh, say you, so you got it? So it's a good word? Let's see what you got. Okay? We have an adversary, guys. And I want us to say that. We have an adversary. We have an adversary that's coming against every word that we hear. And we've got to know that he's a real adversary. And between my ears and my heart, there is a war going on, all right? Between what goes here that should be planted here, in the middle of all that, there's a war going on. And I can't just say good word or got it or deep. Now, now you know, I love this because, Mother Allen, don't you stop because we need you to say good word, amen, hallelujah. But what I love about Mother Allen is that Mother Allen just don't say good word, deep, hallelujah. Miss, Miss Mother Allen, you can call her next week, and she will be telling, listen to our tapes at least three times. She goes beyond being spoon-fed to ingesting this word on her own to going back over this word on our own. And you guys, we can't just get it one time. Now, now, now let, me, let, let me show you that it's, that, that it's not that easy. Sometimes we think we just come in church on Sunday morning and we hear the word of God and now we're just going to go live it the rest of the week. But you guys don't take it for granted about the war. And, there's, and a simple way to show that is, have you ever said, I, I got it, I got it? Have you ever said um, to somebody, you know, let's just say, Pastor Linda, pick up sugar, okay? Sugar, bread, and milk. And I'm going, I got that. Don't forget the, don't forget the sugar, Linda. I got that. What do you think I am? Sugar, bread, and milk. Sugar, bread, and milk. You know? And then you get someplace, and, and, and you don't know where it went. But <laughs> it went. And when you come back home, you go, you go to make them cookies, and I forgot that quick. Now, if the word is stolen over something as insignificant as sugar, what do you uh, compare to the word of life, word, you know, life-giving word of God? How, how do you think that we just say, I got it? I got it. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> Good word. How do you think that's going to be enough? Have you ever in I don't know how many messages Sam I'd have missed in the in the in the nighttime or or, or or walking around the house and God drops a word in me and, and it'd be a good word. Have you ever just a good word? It makes me so excited. I just can't wait to tell somebody about it. But just a, just the fact that I can't wait to tell you somebody does not mean that I've hid that word in my heart. And I've been so excited about it and go to wash the dishes and go in there. Ooh, ooh, Pastor David. 
God just gave me a good word. My, 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 and I get so aggravated about it. And my husband, my sweet husband, he goes, baby, God's going to bring it back to you. He's going to go, go ahead, just calm down. God's going to bring it back to you. Sometimes that works. But sometimes it don't. And you know why? Because God doesn't want me to get used to hearing the word on the fly, not taking it as important, just getting excited about it. But but not to the point that it's a word that, that I need to get in me. You know, I'm excited. It sounds good. But is it that good that, you know, look at, look at our Miss Jessica on the front. And I don't like pointing people out sometimes because, you know, but anyway, we, we, it's a good thing, okay? So I'm going to point out good things, all right? So look at our Jessica. Look at our apostle on the front. What, what, what he's doing is here. Look at, look at Amanda. They got the tablets out. He said, what did God say? He didn't just say, tell the vision. He said, why, why did he say write the vision? Because he knew that you could tell it. But if you don't write it down, the enemy's going to make some part of it be gone. Please understand me. This word that we get is too important for it just to come into our minds. And we think our minds are going to hold on to it without the war of the enemy that's coming to steal it. Anything that's going to make you grow or have victory in your life or bring increase, the enemy is warring to take it away from you. So what is your response? There should be a response. So, so when, when, when she heard the word and she heard the good report, she didn't just sit at home and say, and that's a good report. And you look at the chapters before that, Jesus was doing all kind of miracles. His fame went everywhere of what he did. So she didn't just sit at home and say, man, I've been hearing about him, that man doing great things. He, he opened blind eyes. Man, he, he made the lame to walk. Man, I wonder if he could do something for me. Hmm. And then she just flipped on her TV. They didn't have TV back then. But she started kneading her bread, Okay. But she didn't do anything to engage what she heard. But what was she going to do with the word that she heard? Well, she heard something that made her get up, move forward to Christ, to the word, all right, and do something. And it says she pressed through the crowd. She pressed through the crowd. We have a crowd around us, you guys. There's a word that you picked up. There's a word today, today, that's your, that what I love about God. There's a word that's your word, okay? There's a word that's Wendy's word. There's a word that's Jamal's word. There's a word that's my wo- word. There's a word. When the word comes forth, it just didn't come to apostle. There's a word for everybody right now. And you've got to tune your ear into what's my word, God? What are you trying to tell me through this lesson? What's my word? And then you've got to do something about that word. You've got to press through the crowd of doubt. There's a crowd of doubt that says, uh, I don't know. I don't know. God, are you talking to me? Are you, are you saying that that's mine? Are you saying that I can have that? God, do you really say that doubt? Are you talking? Is that your voice I hear? There's a crowd of fear. 
Oh, have you ever been fearful in the house of God? You know God was talking to you, but you couldn't even move out of your seat. You couldn't move. There's just fear just to move forward, just to come up, just to raise. I've had time just to raise my hand. There's been fear. Crowd of that. A rationalization where you're just rationalizing. Is this really what you mean, God? Is it, you know, we spend a whole lot of time when God bids us to come. Could you imagine God bidding, bidding um, when Peter walked on the water and Peter, Peter just stood there and goes, hmm, now that's water. And you know what? I never see nobody walk on water. I wonder how he's doing that. Is there something in his sandals? I you know, that ra- we, we, we just sit and rationalize. But when God bids us come, you guys, there should be a coming. What was different between Peter and the rest of the disciples was that he heard and he moved. He heard and he moved. A lot of times we're hearing and we're going, hmm, I wonder if. I wonder if that's for me. I wonder, God's saying that healing is in the house right now, but I done been to the altar five times, ten times, twelve years. I wonder if he's talking to me. Maybe somebody else in here that God is talking to. God wants you to grab the word because he honors faith and said it is for me. And I'm going to do something. You got to press into deflecting deflecting a lot of times when we come and we get the word of God we're deflecting we can deflect deflect good or bad deflecting the word sometimes bad is like this Mm. I know that's for Kathy (laughs) that is so Kathy oh she's hearing that right now nobody knows what I'm talking about Sometimes we deflect it off it's a word for us it's a word for us to come up but we're going "Mm." We're throwing back on somebody else instead of saying, I receive. I receive, Lord. I receive. I don't know how many times God talked about, I've been in church, (laughs) and God was talking about forgiveness, and I had everybody in the whole church needed to forgive but me. (laughs) I knew everybody's stuff, and I was like, "Mm, they sure need to do that. They sure need to. I hope they're hearing that. And then afterwards, we want to take that word. Remember, when the word came, it came to her. And a lot of times what we're doing is, look, I can't, we're giving it to something. We can't wait to go tell somebody, you know what? Amen. You know what, Pastor David, when, when they was talking about having patience this morning, they was really talking about, you know what, you need to listen to that, Pastor David. Uh-huh. God is not sending you a word to, a word that's, that's to change somebody. Because if it never hits him, it's not going to do anything. If it's for him and he doesn't receive it, it's not going to do anything for him. But God is sending you a word that you will take. And when you hear it, you should move upon it because God wants to do something in your life. We got to press through the crowd. We got to press through the crowd of being undeserving. You know, that she felt like that. People unclean, unclean, unclean. That's what she heard. Uh, unclean, unclean, unclean. So she didn't feel worthy. She didn't feel under. But God wants us to press past those things that have been said over our lives. You're never going to be. You're always going to be this. He wants us to press past the things that we've done in our past that that tries to come and sabotage our future and tries to come and sabotage the deliverance in our life. You don't deserve that. Look at look what you've done. You've aborted baby. That's why you can't have babies. You know, those things. I'm just saying that because somebody needs to hear that this morning. God's promises are yes and amen. And you need to press past what's holding you and what 
people have said that's holding you and what you say over your own self, we can be our worst enemy saying things over our own selves that is stopping us. In Psalms, in Psalms 119, 11 through 16, it says this. Your word have I laid up in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now, I want you guys, when you go home, I want you to go over this chapter because as I read it last night, you know how we say, well, how do I lay the word up? How do I lay it up? Many times we try to memorize this, which is a good discipline. But I want you to look in here and see what David says so we can learn how to hide the word in our heart. He says, your word have I laid up in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips have I declared and recounted all the ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and have respect to your ways, the path of life marked out by your law. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. So when we look through that chapter, how do you hide the word in your heart? First, he says, I declare and recount. I declare the word. I keep declaring the word. Sometimes we're declaring so much other stuff instead of the word of God. I declare the word and I recount the things that you've already done for me. I keep declaring. I keep recounting. I keep declaring. I keep recounting. Second, it says, I rejoice in your testimonies. I rejoice in the way of your. Te- I'm happy about your testimonies. I rejoice in what you have done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done. We see, we used to sing that song all the time. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. But let something come up. If he set us free today, he can set us free tomorrow. Come on. But some things come up and then we forget. But we forget because we are not declaring and we are not recounting. David says, I declare and I recount and I rejoice in your testimonies. I stay happy about about what you've already done for me. I stay happy over what you've already brought me through. I rejoice over God, my salvation. And then he says, the third thing he says, I meditate. I begin to meditate. He says, I meditate on your precepts. I meditate. I begin to meditate and think about your law. I meditate on what you're trying to teach me. I meditate on what you're, sometimes we're meditating too much on other things, TV, it, all kind of things, uh, Facebook, all these things. I'm just me. This God talks to me, okay? So I praise talking to you. He says, put it down. Meditate. Meditate on me. We get so messed up meditating on other people's lives. I will meditate on your precepts. And then he says, after you meditate, the next one he says, and have respect to your ways. You guys, we got to have a healthy respect for the ways of God. Remember what I told you? If you don't love God's standard, you can't follow God's standard. If you don't love God's standard... You can't follow God's standard. You can't follow something you don't love. And so we got to have a healthy respect. We got to be fully persuaded in our own mind that God's way is, what do we say this morning? God's way is perfect. You are perfect. That's not just a song. That has to become a belief. And then it says, I will delight myself in your statutes. 
Mother Allen blessed me so much this morning about how God dealt with her for forgiveness. And you guys, we're going to have to learn to delight in forgiveness. We're going to have to learn to delight in it so that it can become a part of our lives. An instantaneous we know this is the real deal. This is freedom comes through forgiveness. We have to learn to delight in his precepts. When we do all these things, when we declare, we count, we rejoice, we meditate, we have respect for and we delight, then he says, I will not forget your word. That's how you hide it. Message Bible says it beautifully. It says, I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart, so I won't send myself bankrupt. Be blessed, God. Train me in your ways of wise living. I'll transfer to my lips all the counsel that comes from your mouth. I delight far more in what you tell me about living than in gathering a pile of riches. I ponder every morsel of wisdom from you. I attentively watch how you've done it, and I relish everything you've told me of life. I won't forget a word of it. This has got to be our attitude. This has got to be our stance that I'm going to relish and treasure. So she puts her faith in front of her fears, and she says in her thoughts, Jesus, the man who had delivered, Jesus, the man who has set free, He's done it for others, so he'll do it for me. So I will touch. I will touch. If I can just touch. This morning, you guys, if I can just touch. See, real faith pulls on the power of God. Do you guys really? He looked around and said, who touched me? And he did that because it was real faith pulling on the power, pulling on the virtue, pulling on the energy of God. Real faith. Oh. But God, he can recognize real faith. And sometimes we're thinking we got real faith. But we still kind of got to, maybe if you would. (laughs) Maybe so. We still got these doubts about God loving us so much. If I had to wait 12 years, God, why didn't you do it back then? We, we got these things that God has hung up. But God said, who touched me? And this morning I want to know, who's touching God? What's your faith? And what are you going to do with this heard word? Who's touching God? What are you going to do? Is it just going to be a thought? Or is it going to get married to your heart? And when it gets married to your heart, is it going to be something you walk out and walk, rise up and walk towards your blessing? Going to get my blessing? Going to get my blessing? And she, and and the thing, she can't, somebody says, I've been, I've been asking God for this for years. She kept on saying, she kept on, and if you read the version, it says, she kept on saying, she kept on, it wasn't a mixture of, I'm going to, if I touch, maybe not. If I touch, maybe not. It wasn't a mixture of that. Do y'all see this plant right up here? I hated it this morning because I was like, oh, my God. I didn't water the plants. But I said, you know what? I'm going to use that this morning. Do you guys understand this? That if you water it for two days and it's looking like this, but you don't water it for three days, it's going to look like that. 
Well, it's the same way about the words, you guys. You can't keep on saying and then stop saying. Say, not say. Say, not say. Say, not say. Faith, doubt. Faith, doubt. Faith, fear. Faith, doubt. You can't keep doing that. God said that you got to keep on saying. Well, God is putting, keep on saying it till it's manifested. I believe I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I believe I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I know what you see about my life. I know what you see about my family. I know that you said, I don't know what's going to happen to you. It's not looking good, but I'm going to keep on believing. I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land. Maybe you won't see it because you don't have my faith, but I shall see the goodness of the Lord. See, God has told me this about my children, you guys. Sometimes I love my children so much, and I want to see everything that God has showed me. And God says, my mouth is mixed. People come up and they'll say, "Uh, what's going on with your kids? What's going on with your family? And sometimes I'm just like, you know, there's things going on. And God says, don't you dare. He said, you better believe in the seed. 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 He said, you better learn how to speak faith over them kids. You better believe in the seed. The seed is greater than what you see. The seed is greater than what you know. There's a tree, that a plant that might grow up like this. It might die. Oh, David blessed me this morning. I never know the plant in my office is looking worse than this one. But Pastor David came in the other day and put some water on it. And he said, baby, it looked worse than that yesterday. But now it's rising. Oh, we just got to keep watering the seed. Keep saying it, David. Keep saying it, David. Keep saying it. Mix it. Mixed. The only thing you mix with the with the word is faith. Not doubt. Keep saying it. So that your faith will please God. God God is pleased with faith. And faith has to be tested to be faith. And it can be tested in days, it can be tested in years, it can be tested in decades. But faith, I mean, we look through the Bible and see it all. We see people that waited for a couple of days, people that waited for months, people that waited for years, people that waited for decades. But God brought it to pass. And he is pleased with that kind of faith. Will our faith response cause God to take notice? Will our hearing move us into action? In Revelation, I'm on my last two verses. Revelation says, he who can hear, let him listen to and heed what the Spirit says to the assemblies. Revelations 3 and 13 from the message is my question to you today. I love how it says, are your ears awake? (laughs) Do we got sleeping ears? Do we have clogged ears? Are our ears awake? Somebody said, wake up ears. I want to hear what the spirit, it says, are your ears awake? Listen, listen to the wind words, the spirit blowing through the churches. Listen, listen with the purpose to do what the word says. Listen, not casually, not vaguely, not, not just letting it go in one ear. Now listen to the adhering of it. Paul says this. And we also especially thank God continually for this. Because somebody says, I ain't going to believe nothing until Jesus stand. If Jesus stand before my face, Jesus is standing. Every time you open your word, Jesus is standing before your face. 
Every time a real man and woman gets up and preach, Jesus is standing before your face. Every time someone who has the word of God comes to you out of love, Jesus is standing before your face. It says, and we also especially thank God continually for this, that you receive the message of God, which you heard from us. He's talking about himself, Paul and the disciples, which you heard from us. You welcomed it. Oh, my God, there's a good point right there. Are you welcoming the word of God? You're welcome here. You're welcome. You welcomed it not as the word of mere men. And there's the problem right then. Is sometimes we look at each one another like mere men. You know, Jesus was God and his whole family. They, they showed that in his, his town, they would not, he couldn't even do miracles because that's all they saw him as was a little carpenter boy. But God wants us to know that we got to train our ears for the word instead of training our ears to see if we like or dislike the vessel. Welcome it not as the word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising his superhuman power in those who adhere to and trust in and rely on it. Oh, this morning, you guys, I ask again, what are you going to do? What are you doing with the heard word? We can say we heard it, but it's got to manifest in our lives, y'all. I can hear I love you. I can hear, look beyond. He looked beyond my faults. He sees my needs. But when he goes to apply it, that's how I'm going to know I really heard it. Because it just doesn't come in my mind and out of my lips. It comes out of my life response. There's a, there's a kingdom response. Sarita, there's a kingdom response that lets us know that I've heard it. And I'm just so thankful we have a, a video. And I want you guys to listen to it. If at any point you want to come up, remember, some of us get so tired of coming to the altar. Why do I have to come to the altar? Because it's a response. <laughs> Unless it's a fake response, okay? You know, sometimes there's a fake response about coming to the altar. But that's neither me or anyone to judge. Your own heart knows that. But to come means, God, you have bid me come. You've told me that I can have victory over this or I can have victory over that. God, today I know I can have victory. That was getting me. That was an issue, but it shall be no more. And I'm going to come. And God meets us. Now, understand this. Somebody, somebody might say, and I want, somebody might say, well, I don't have to come to the altar because I just sit here in my seat and do it. Now, let me tell you, that is correct. But the very fact that you had to say that shows a sense of pride. I mean, everybody knows you can sit in your seat. <laughs> I know you can sit in your seat. But when God bids us come, um, you know what I'm saying? When God bids to come, when he's passing by, we should do what God is, is calling us to do. do you when he bid Peter, Peter to come and walk on the water, Peter could just stay on the boat. Okay? It's fine enough to see you, Lord, walk on the water. No. Peter got up out of that, and everybody else just stood looking, and they missed out. Because they felt like if the miracle's going to happen today, we're going to watch it from the boat. 
Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Please hear what I'm saying. The enemy tries to steal from us so much, but do not let him steal. This morning, I want you to look at this video, and it's about pressing. And God is saying, press. You guys sing that song, if I could just press. I love that song so much. Press into your presence. What? Leave all my cares behind me. Oh, God. But you guys, your cares are going to stay right with you if you don't press. (laughs) You can't just sing it. You just can't talk it. You got to do it. You've got to press. Press. I I don't know. Um. Jessica, pressing, you know, I'm not very good on exercise, okay? But pressing means that you're pressing against and you're resisting. There's a resist. Is there a resistance in you? The Holy Spirit is helping you to have resistance against that thing that's coming to get you, or are you just falling into it? Press. And so I want you guys to listen to this, and as you listen to this dance, it's a beautiful dance, and we'll end on this dance. And I want you you ask yourself, what am I doing with the heard word? Noah Jones preached a message. You've already heard enough to be saved. I love that message. He said, if I don't say another word, you've already heard enough to be saved. Somebody says, I haven't heard the whole Bible. I haven't. Do you know that if someone just got up and said, God is love, you've already heard enough to be saved. You don't need anything else. You've already heard because if God is love, then that means that he loves you absolutely. And that means that he will do whatever it is that you need to get you to where you need to go. And so this morning as we press into the word, press into this as God is blessing us. You know what, Amanda, I'm going to tell you this because this morning when I saw this dance, I said, I'm going to dedicate this dance to Amanda. Happy birthday. It is her birthday. And when I saw it this morning, as soon as I saw it, I said, Lord, dedicate this to Amanda and so I want you guys and and not to say it's not for all the rest of you guys this is just happy birthday to Amanda okay and so I thank God you know happy birthday and I just want us to know we have a birth in Christ all of us have a birthday in Christ and he wants us to press all right you got it okay Thank you, Jesus. Even while they're getting it, Lord, I just pray for the openness for us to receive the heard word. In Jesus' name, amen. Traveled on every side. Sometimes I don't want to try. Try to move on When it seems there's nothing left Left Lord, I need you to step in Give me a second wind Lord, with your help I know that I will
things behind Embracing what's ahead Reaching out Towards all that you have for me Stay!
we don't like those words like mess. We don't we don't like those words, okay? But the enemy be messing with us. And we gotta learn how to praise. Can I tell you? Somebody gotta say this morning, I'm gonna press. God has a good expected end for me. I'm not going to lose it. I will press. I'm going to press. I'm not just coming in and out of church. I'm not just coming in and out of this building. I'm just not, I'm not coming to be with a community of people. That's not why I'm here. I got to see my to see the Lord someday. And I realize there's an enemy that doesn't want me to get there, Johnny. I realize there's an enemy that does not want me to receive my crown, does not want me to live with God for eternity. Don't have time to play, Juan. Don't have time to play. Don't have time to procrastinate. Don't, Don't have time to be muddled up with this life. I'm gonna pray. Remember the next time you say, God, why is this so hard? Remember he's saying, why isn't it easy? Why isn't it easy? It's not what's coming against you. It's what you're allowing to come through you. If you allow the power of the Holy Ghost to come through you, no obstacle, no resistance, nothing coming against you shall prosper. No weapon. You have to press. Come on, Kathy, and we're going to have to press. We're going to have to press. 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 We're going to have to press. Because God is coming soon, you guys. And you said, I've heard that. I've heard that. He's coming soon, whether you believe it or not. He's coming soon to bust the clouds. None of us got 100 more years on this earth. He's coming that soon. I got to press. I'm going to press, Jessica. I'm going to press. I'm going to realize that the only reason why the enemy comes against me is because he knows that I'm a mighty warrior for the kingdom. He wouldn't even mess with me. He wouldn't even step up to me. Because he said he already had me. But I'm going to press. Can you imagine pressing through the crowd, pressing through the comments, pressing through people looking at you, pressing through your own thoughts? Press, press. God is saying, press, press, pressing past those. Were young, they did to you. I'm gonna press. I'm gonna press into the victory of God. God died for our issues. Our issues were nailed to the cross. All we got to do is stand in the promises of God and stand in the power of God. Do you guys understand this? That if the enemy can keep the church immobilized within the walls of the church, you know, we can't win the world. We can't win the world.
if we're if we're always talking about our sicknesses and our ailments and, and our disappointments and where is the redeeming power of Jesus Christ raising up a generation after us and they want to know the power and the might of the almighty God they want to know he wins they want to know he can bring you out they want to know that he stands behind you they want to know that you pray and keep on praying and you don't give up they want to know of a faith like that but the enemy's trying to wear us out so that the generations behind us, they'll seek another God. They'll seek something that looks more powerful, that looks more strong, that, that, that's there for a season. But you guys, no matter what, yes, do we get hit? We get hit. <laughs> do we go through? Yes, we go through. But like a tree planted by the rivers of water, we just keep bringing forth fruit, you guys. If we'll just stay by the river. Stay by the river. We're not telling our babies you don't go through. I'm not telling you, Ariana, that when you go someplace, there's not going to be trouble. I'm not telling you that there's not going to be bad days. But I'm going to tell you to stand on the promises of God. I'm going to tell you, please look at, look at our lives. Yes, you might see us falling, but the righteous man gets back up. Doesn't stay down. Gets back up again. Because you know why, Ari? We press. And there's a seed in you. The same seed that's in me. Baby, I'm not putting you on the spot. But press. Press. Ajene, press. Press in the seed. There's a seed inside. Corey, up under this word, there's a seed inside of you. And on your worst day, that seed can rise up if you just keep watering it. It'll help you to stand, Ajene, when you want to fold, when you want to give up, when you want to run, when you want to just say, it's enough. That seed rises up. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, those that have come, oh, Father, you're honoring the response. You're honoring the response. You're honoring the response. Just as I am without one plea, I come, I come, I come, I come, I come giving you all of me, God, to receive all of you. And Father, I press, I press over that issue of fear, I press over that issue of intimidation, I press over that issue of inferiority, God, I press over that secret sin, God, that keeps on no matter what, God. I press over that thing I keep watching, that call I keep making, that, that place I keep going to. I press, God. I press, God. I press over that food that I keep eating, God. I press, God, over that thing that you've showed me is harmful to me, God, and yet I keep falling into that place. I press. Because there is a bomb in Gilead. And I've heard of a man from Galilee. Oh, God, that's healed and delivered and set people free. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. And God, I'm going to do something with what I've heard. I'm going to do something, God. I'm going to move towards you. 
Father, those that have been sick in their bodies and even today racking in pain. Wondering, God, wait, is this this, this how you just going to leave me, God? Is, is this this just what it is, God? Should I just go on, just accept this as it is, God? May, maybe you're not going to heal me. Maybe this is how, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, they have heard that you are a healer. You said with your stripes we are healed. And God will keep on saying, will keep on saying, will keep on saying. If I could just touch the hem of your garment. Leave all my cares, my fears, my doubts. <laughs> Leave all that behind me, oh God. I know I'll be made whole. I know I'll be made whole. Do you know that wholeness is not just about the body? Wholeness is about the mind. <laughs> and that's where the enemy attacks first so that the healing of the body is a hard thing to get because if he, if he got our mind crippled, we can't receive the wholeness of God. So, Father, I pray for a wholeness of mind in the name of Jesus. A wholeness of mind. A wholeness that receives your words, accepts your word, believes in your word, absolutely believes in your word. Won't take another answer. God said our blessings come when we won't take another answer. <laughs> when we won't settle. Sometimes when we don't think something's going to happen, what do we do, Wendy? We settle. God said his word will come when we, and his blessings will come when we won't settle on anything but what his word says. So, Father, I pray right now we will not settle. I will believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David, in the land of the living. In the land of, because you know what I can do, David? I can say, you know what? I'm on my way to heaven anyhow, and I know the ones that I'm praying for, God, I know if I don't see them down here on earth, I know you're still going to do it. But my prayer is, I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I shall keep on saying that, Mother Allen. I shall see the goodness of, of the Lord, my nation, in the land of the living. So glad to see you here this morning, granddaughter. The goodness, just seeing you here is the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living, I shall see it. I shall see it. I shall speak it. And I'm going to keep on speaking it. And I'm going to keep on speaking it. And I'm going to keep on speaking Nadia, you going to speak it with me? Okay. I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Lord, we just thank you right now for this word. We thank you for this day. We thank you for these that are at the altar, oh God. Oh, Father, that their hearts are responding, God. And you hear their heart response, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, it doesn't matter what anybody else says or sees or don't see, God. Oh, God, it's what you see. We respond to you and not to people. And so, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. We thank you right now that you meet the response. You meet the response, God, with the healing that they're asking for. Meet the response, Jesus. Meet the response, Jesus. I hear your cry, man of God. I hear your cry. I hear your cry. Stand in your faith. I hear that scripture, quit ye like men. And it means stand in courage. 
Stand in courage. There's a, a courage, a spiritual courage that God says, stand in. He sees and he knows. Stand in the courage of God. I believe I shall see it in the land of the living. In the land of the living. Kanisha, in the land of the living. In the land of the living. Thank you, Jesus. I shall see it. Kanisha, this morning, as I was walking around, I was getting dressed. I don't know what this was, but you came across my mind. And in it, I was praying. I said, God, why can you've been on my mind this week, but today even more profoundly. But this morning, it was God is saying that there is something that you're asking him for. There's something that you're trying to find out whether or not to do it. God said, do it. And that's all I know. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, in your name, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, Father, when all the winds of life is coming against his determination, his devotion, and his commitment, when the enemy comes in like a flood, Father, I pray right now that you will raise up the standard of the word within him, oh God. And God, that he would press, he would press, he would press. God, when he sees himself weak, oh God, that you will remind him, that's okay, because in my in your weakness, I am made strong. And Father, that he will find himself leaning on you. And sometimes, God, He's just going to have to fall into your arms, oh God. And Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that he will not feel any less when he has to fall into your arms, God. There's nothing wrong with falling into the arms of Jesus. And so, God, I pray over him right now. God, I pray over everything, God, that's coming against him, God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray right now that, God, he would have a knowing, a knowing, a knowing in his belly, God, that, God, you you are with him. You are for him. And God, you are strengthening him right now. Oh God, don't let him see himself as small, but let him see himself large in you. God, don't let him look at his past. Don't let him look at his yesterday. Father, all he has to do in response is say, Lord, forgive me. Father, a new day with new mercies, with new mercies. He receives them in Jesus' name. God said he delights in every small step, Clyde. Every small step. He's cheering you on in Jesus' name. And remember, I say this again. God says it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people see. If you walk over what people say and walk over people what people see, you will never, ever plant yourself in the victory of God. You've got to, no matter what they see, no matter what they say, stay focused, stay believing that God is with you, for you, and empowering you to do those things that you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Bless your name, oh God. Thank you. Oh, amen. I'm sorry. You guys, if there's anyone this morning and you want to give your life to the Lord, you haven't given your life to the Lord. You guys, everybody in, in, in this house... You need, can I ask you, have you given your life to the Lord? Have you been born again? Have you been born again? I need to ask you that question this morning. I don't know why it's imperative. This morning, have you been born again? Have you been born of the water? Baptized, put down in Jesus' name, came up. Have you been born of the Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit? 
Have you been born again? You need to ask yourself that question. It's an important question. The Bible says we must be born again. We must be born again. If you haven't been born again, this morning we invite you to the altar, and we will pray with you. And we will take you through those steps. If you walked away because you're disappointed, you walked away because you think you've done something so wrong, you think that God doesn't accept you anymore, that I should have known better, all those things, God is saying, come home, come home, come home, come home, come home, come home, come home. He is married to a backslider. He's been waiting for you. He'll throw a party for you. Come on. He'll throw a party for you. He's that happy for you to come home. He's not condemning you. He's just convicting you this morning. So if you feel a conviction in your heart come home if you don't have a church home and you have a dedicated place of worship living faith christian center we open the doors of the church that you would come be a part of us not a perfect people but serving a perfected god who's perfecting us come join us as we're being perfected in the holy spirit these invitations i've asked from each one you have at any moment that God would give you that unction to do it, you have it any time. But remember, some of us say tomorrow, but there's a lot of people that were here yesterday that's not here today. So tomorrow could be too late, you guys. Salvation is today, and I'm going to turn it over to Jessica. Amen. We're just going to close. Here's some closing announcements. Um, for Wednesday night, we have an excellent opportunity every Wednesday night via Zoom to join uh, for Bible study. That's 7 p.m. Leading Leaders' impartation is tonight at 6 p.m. here in the church. Please inform Apostle David if you're unable to attend. That's for the leaders. And everyone is welcome and invited to take some cake for Pastor's anniversary celebration. In Jesus' name, you are dismissed. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. So also, this is a time for, for offering and the videos.